The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin. I'm the managing editor of Small Biz Ahead, although not for much longer, Jean. Why, Elizabeth? What's going on? So you're not going to be the managing editor anymore? I'm just going to host the podcast and uh, with you, and that's all I'm going to do all day long. (laughs) I quit. That sounds like a dream job. Just hanging out with me all day long and doing podcasts. So I want to welcome Hannah Stacy, who is going to be the new managing editor of Small Biz Ahead. And I'm sure we'll have her on the podcast. We should. Because she's going to be working with all the writers, choosing the topics we talk about on this show and cool. what we write about. And um, we just met for her for lunch and she's wonderful. So welcome to Hannah. Um, Gene's title is not changing, though. He's still our small business expert, Ugh. small business owner. Yes. Small business speaker, CPA, CPA, accountant, this and that, yeah, nerd, yes. et cetera, et yes. cetera. Yes. So today we're talking about reviews because we talk about reviews typically in the middle and the end of the year because most small business owners, I hope, are taking time to review their employees. Maybe it's not like a whole formal review process, but you're at least meeting with them and saying like, hey, you know, this is what's happened so far this year. This is what I'd like you to keep working on. Uh, for the rest of the year, maybe do this a little differently than what you've been doing and checking in on their goals and whatnot. But do you ever review yourself, Gene? Hmm. No. <laughs> Are you afraid of what the results might be? <laughs> of well, when you're a business owner, you don't get, you don't, you know, it, it's tough to have people, you know, or get a review, you know. Um, I guess that's the kind of person that you are, Elizabeth. You know, I mean, like, I don't, um, you know, in, in my business, there are 10 people in my company. Um, to me, the the numbers speak for themselves. I, I feel like my clients are happy with the job that I'm doing and my business is doing as long as they keep paying their bills. And I do believe that my employees are happy with me. Because they haven't rage quit on you? Yeah, they haven't rage quit on me. You know what I mean? Okay. Like they, they, they enjoy coming back. And I'm um, so I don't I don't solicit like feedback. I mean, maybe I should be doing that more. I think it's just different people want different things, want to be, you know, different business owners may have a personality where they would like that feedback more and want something more documented. I think that's fine. Um, I just personally as a business owner don't really care. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I don't, my, you know, when, when you work for a company, you have a boss. Um, I have like hundreds of bosses and they're all our clients. Your, your customers. Yeah. Okay. And, and so they're the ones that are doing the review on me. And I, um, and me personally, and again, um, if they pay my bills, then, you know, then I, I expect to me, that's a win. So after we hear from our sponsor, we're going to go through a six step process that any small business owner can use to review themselves. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by the Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, the Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out the Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. So we do have an article that outlines this process. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It's actually by Felicia Sullivan, who we had on a couple weeks ago. Good. It's a great guest um, talking about firing clients that become, uh, that start, you lose money because you're servicing them and right. how you can do that. 
So in Felicia's guide to this, her argument is you're a small business owner, you're reviewing your employees, you're setting goals for them and objectives, you're giving them feedback, you're soliciting feedback on them. <clears throat> but are you ever really doing that for yourself? Do you have any external check on yourself and how you're doing as a manager? So for someone like Jean, you don't. You, I don't care. You don't care. Right. But, 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 the, but that doesn't mean that I'm right. I mean, or that, you know, you don't want to manage yourself differently. I'm just saying, like, I personally don't care. Elizabeth, per persuade me that I should. <laughs> okay. So you don't need a lot of external motivation, though. You're not one of those people that's, you know, you just, like, get up and you run your business and you don't need a lot of external motivation. I don't. And I don't. Um, and again, I don't. Uh, I, when it comes to clients, I don't. I really don't care if clients like me or dislike me <laughs> as long as they're happy. With, Are you sensing a pattern? Here I know. Here? Really. It's, it's well, I don't, I, as long as they're happy with our service and they're happy with like, yeah. then I care, you know, when, when our client is unhappy with, um, the, the services that we're performing, then I care if they're unhappy with me individually, I just can't get along with everybody and not everybody's going to love you and that whatever. It really doesn't bother you at all. Even the slight, what if it's a customer you really like and they're like, I just don't like you. Sure. Of course. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that, that would, that would upset me. It doesn't happen that much, but there are tons of people that, can you believe this? I have like lots of people in the past that do not like me, you know, we're, I, um, and I've gotten, you know, I mean, I've, I've, yet they still continue to do business with the company because they like other people in my company yeah, or they like the services, right. Or whoever is providing the services. And so I stay out of it. You know, yeah. I'm like the bad guy. I kind of like being in a way, the, the bad guy, um, in the sense that I'm sort of the final say mm -hmm. and my employees, as long as my employees are the good guys and they have good relationships with our clients, yeah, that's, that's what really matters. Okay. <clears throat> that's what I really care about. So let's say you are a newer business owner mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, how am I doing? Like, do my employees like working for me? Do they feel fulfilled in what they're doing? Am I giving them enough direction? Are they getting enough leadership from me? Am I micromanaging? Should I step back a little bit? We have a six-step plan to help you figure those things out and give yourself a review. So the first one is set your goals and objectives. So if you're, to borrow a phrase from Gene, mm -hmm. the smart business owners I know <laughs> already have goals and objectives. You have heard that before. Yes, So uh, I remember, I think you do it around like January, February. You set short-term and long-term goals for yourself and your business. I do, but I mean, they're never... Um, and they're I'm, fluid. They're, they're fluid, but they're also very quantifiable. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I have objectives of sales goals. I have objectives of projects we're working on. I want to get accomplished. I have objectives of client renewals or, or things that we're trying to get done. Um, so they're very sort of black and white, like we either did that or we didn't, you yeah. know? So, and to review that as a, I don't consider it to be a performance review. I just consider that to yeah, be a this company is objective. The first step okay. in the performance. Okay, Keep sorry. Up, oh, sorry. Okay. Up. Okay. Okay. Go so, so carry on. Reviewing those. So you have your external. So we've got the objectives. You have your goals for and the your company. objectives for the year. Okay. At that point, you've got those. So you can say, like, oh, I'm meeting these goals, or oh, I'm not meeting those goals. Okay. So that's the first part. The second part is you need to go out and get external feedback. So you really need to talk to your clients and your employees. Now, I know that might be a little awkward for people. I, well, it's a different. Some people are very, very into surveys and I'm um, and I totally get that. So here's here's a good example. Like I am I'm starting up a new company that's going to be providing and we'll talk about this in the future, but it's providing like online training. And um, one of the things we're going to build in there is um, surveys. Okay. So when people finish their training, um, I want to get feedback from them if they like the instructor, if they like the content, if they like the platform. 
I'm going to be doing that. Um, it's nothing about me, by the way. Like, it's not, nobody's evaluating my job performance. They're, they're evaluating the service that we're providing. Yeah, I and think that's, I that's think that's important. Exactly what we're talking about yeah, here. So it's important. you have goals and objectives for your business. You're either meeting them or you're not meeting them. Right. And then you're going out and you're getting external feedback from your customers. Correct. And saying, like, how how is our customer service? How's the product? How's this going? Do you like the person you're working with? Correct. Correct. Then you're getting feedback from your actual employees. Mm -hmm. And that could be just a one-on-one -on -one meeting. Or it could be a survey, although I think it's kind of awkward to send your employees survey. So you go to them and you say, like... Do you think you're getting enough direction from me? Is there mm. anything else that I could be providing you to make your job easier? Do you do that here at the Hartford? Like when you do your performance reviews with your boss, do you, is, is there part of this exercise where you give feedback to the boss? So in a previous job at a, at a big company, um, actually at an investment bank, you do, they're called 360 reviews. Okay. So everyone is evaluated by people that report to them, people that are their peers and people that are their boss. So even I worked for the head of equities and I reviewed him every year, okay. which was super awkward. Yes. Uh, the thing is he wanted that feedback. Yeah. Like really good managers want that feedback. And I say it to the people that I work with all the time. Is there anything that I could be providing to you that I'm not to make your job easier? Here? It's good. It's good. And a lot of times it's not personal. A lot of times it's like, well, you know what, actually I really am looking to do like this online training course. I need this, you know, I, I I'm having this problem. I need, you know, you to intercede in something like that. And that's my job. I see that as my job, but do you know what you are? You really are persuading me. I mean, you, you are having an <laughs> impact on, on me. I didn't even think that this pod, I thought this podcast is all about like, you know, us giving advice to the listeners, but I don't, I don't do this with my employees. I don't get 360 degree feedback. I mean, we have performance evaluation. I've never asked for like, what do you think of me or the job I'm doing or anything? I don't. Because those aren't the questions you ask, Gene. That's so what, awkward. So what questions should I be asking? So you should go to them and ask, what could I be doing to help you do your job better? Okay. And in those answers, they might be like, you need to back off. Right. And then you know, you have your answer, like I'm micromanaging too much or... Hmm. Actually, I'm having this issue. I need some troubleshooting. And then maybe with that person, you know, like I need to be a little more hands on. Is it the only question that you ask in a review? Like just what do you what should I be doing to help you do your job better? Or yeah. is there? I think that's, that's a good jumping off point. Okay. And you see where the conversation goes from there. So at this point. OK, by the way, great advice. I'm going to do that. Really? Yeah. I'm going to start oh doing that God. this year. Changing, changing no, minds here. This is really <laughs> having, a, having an impact. So, okay, I will do that. Okay. So we're on step number three in performance review then. Step number one was review your goals and objectives that hopefully you set earlier in the year. If you haven't, set those now. Get some external feedback, one from your clients or customers. You can use surveys for that. Or you could just talk to them. That's always a good idea. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and also from your employees by starting a conversation with asking them, what could I be helping you with so you could get your job done better? Hmm, good stuff. Number three. Oh, there's more? Jeez. Is to perform a small business SWOT analysis. So, Gene, what does SWOT stand for? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Okay. I like that, a SWOT analysis. I mean, it sounds silly, you know, like the typical whatever, but this has been used for years and it actually is really beneficial. It is not, and I, and I do it in, in, in a way. I mean, like a couple times a year you sit down and you think about your company and yourself, you do it both 
as a core a company and I do it individually. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What opportunities can we go out there? And again, what threats are there to our business that could impede so us? For for your business, you mm. run a small tech company. Yeah. What's one of the threats? So Just one of the, as an example. Sure. Um, competing products is a threat. Okay. So maybe we're not offering the right kind of product. Um, and there's many threats, by the way. We don't have enough expertise for a specific product. One of the threats might be um, a product might be going out. We, we, we used to sell a product. We still do, actually. That was uh, not a cloud-based product. And in fact, that was our main product. That was this a few years ago. Um, so as the cloud was growing, we were like, wow, a big threat is that it's going to put this product you know, out to pasture. We need to do something about it. So those are threats that are impacting your business. Competitors. So Products. This is really useful to you to do this a couple times. A it year. really is okay. to look at. And you should be, you know, thinking about that. Um, you know, you need to be thinking about threats. So we're moving on to the fourth step. This is where the rubber really meets the road, so to speak. So okay. you've been do doing a lot of uh, data analysis or data gathering here. Okay. So step one, you're you're reviewing your goals and objectives. Step two, you're getting feedback from your customers' employees. Step three, you're doing that SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses opportunities and threats. threats. Correct. Number six is you're going to bring it all together and give yourself a report. Number card. six, we just did oh, three. That was number four. Sorry, yes, you're right. Okay. Sorry. Number four is learning how to do math. <laughs> I was a philosophy major. Um, number four is you're going to give yourself a report card. So that's just kind of a cheesy way of saying you're going to bring all that data together. Okay. So you're going to see how you're <clears throat> measuring up against your goals and objectives. You're going to get your feedback. And then you're gonna take your SWOT analysis, and I don't, I don't know. What do you do this? You do this on like a in a Word document. Yeah, you know what I would it, 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 taking that into consideration. I don't know if I'd be giving myself a report card. What I'd be doing is I'd be taking notes yeah. in 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 my CRM system, and maybe in in a in a note taking application like an Evernote yeah. or a task in Outlook, where I'm taking my notes and kind of summing up what I learned, where I want to improve, and then maybe scheduling that out six months from now, so that six months later you're in your task list your calendar and you've got your last, you know, your last review yeah. and what you found and have you made any progress with those things that you decided to do? But you jumped over a very important step and that's step number five is designing a strategy for improvement. Ah, I see. Right. Well, you, you need to be considering okay. what you're going to do to improve. Right? Yes, okay. exactly. Makes sense. Makes sense. So if you were just to jump five months, six months ahead and you're like, how am I doing now? But you didn't actually improve on anything. You're just going to be repeating the whole thing. Good point. Good point. Gene's giving me a dirty look. No, that's good. <laughs> so wait, so so let's recap this from the beginning. So okay, step number one. one, you're reviewing your goals and objectives, which okay. hopefully you set earlier in the year. Every year you do that. Okay. Getting feedback from your clients and from your employees. You're performing a SWOT analysis for your business. Good. And then you bring it all together by giving yourself a report card. So Got you it. Kind of see where you are. Got it. At that point. And number five, you're designing a strategy for improvement. So what that means is if you see a threat, if you see a weakness, how are you going to improve on sure. those? Sure. To help or even an opportunity. What, what are you doing to pursue that opportunity, oh, yeah, right? Definitely, okay. the opportunity. Okay. And with that, if you're a person that likes mentors, the sixth part of this is you seek out a mentor who can actually continue to give you gut checks over right. the coming months. Like, right. Are you doing this? You you identified this opportunity or this weakness. What are you actually doing about it? Right, right. Well, the question is, is um, 
you come up with different kind of conclusions. It's all nice if you're thinking about this in your head, but working in a vacuum is not going to yeah. help anybody. So it really is good to get some feedback from somebody else. So do you have a mentor here? I mean, do you does does Hartford have any kind of an official mentorship not program? That I'm aware of. Do you of. consider anybody here to be your mentor? I mean, I have a former boss that I like to go to for advice. Right. Um, and then I have an outside friends, just a longtime friend who we talk about our careers every couple weeks and mm. bounce ideas off each other. But those are more, I would, I would call her more of an accountability partner, right. which for me, I really need that because right. I need a lot of external motivation to get things done. Right. You're, you don't like you I are don't. internally motivated. I am. So. I, um, I don't have, I used to, my dad used to be my mentor, but okay. you know, he passed away a decade ago. Since then, I don't. I don't really have a mentor. But you, you know? want one, right? I do. I really do. Like so I have. You go about- I have people in my company I talk to. I certainly in my personal life that I talk to, but not when I. And I've realized this that like from a business um, standpoint, I want to bounce certain off or what I just talk about my business with. Yeah. I don't. I don't have that mentor now. There are places I could go to get a mentor. Um, I've been asked to join business groups before. Okay. Um, I, you know, Vistage is a perfect example. And there are a few of them. EO. Put that in the show notes. Yeah. Entrepreneurs Organization is another good one. Um, where there are, there are local groups of, of business owners in non-competing industries where you pay, I mean, a few thousand a year, up to 15000 20000 a year, depending on wow. the services that you want. But um, you get connected to a small group of other business, like-minded business owners, and you meet with them, and it's a commitment, and, um, and you really do share your world with them. My issue with those groups is not with the groups, but with me. I mean, I, I do a lot of traveling. So it's really tough for me to commit. Yeah. And I don't want to let the other people in my group down because everybody's really relying on each other, you know, for yeah. feedback. And I feel like I wouldn't be able to give the kind, the kind of commitment that I could. But I, I tell you, if I was more stationary, I would join a group like yeah. that. Um, I think it's really therapeutic to, to get together with other people of your sort of age and background or skill set or whatever um, that, that you're not competing against and just have a good hour or two where you can just vent just get together and cry you can cry <laughs> to each other and you realize that your problems are the same as this person's problems yeah. everybody shares and then other people come up like we all it's the, listen no problems that we have are new yeah right they've all been done a thousand times how do before. we get more customers yeah so, deal with the right or i've got a problem employee or i'm gonna hire yeah. a salesperson what kind of a contract should i give them or can't see i'm having a problem with this customer and what do i do and people you know people give you good advice i don't have that and i wish i did i yeah. wish i had a good mentor so people can go and find the like I see on Meetup all the time, like you know entrepreneurial Meetup groups and and whatnot. it's just the issue with those groups that is that they are complete strangers. Yeah, and I have a little. It's not even sharing the information from my business that doesn't bother me as much as just I don't know if I even like like them or respect their opinion or care what they have to say. Gene, I know it's Gene terrible. does not like a lot of people, pretty opinionated. So. <laughs> I know. So I don't know. Like if I'm going to be with a mentor, I'd like it to be somebody that I you know, I respect their, you know, their feedback. What about your local, what is that called? Chamber of Commerce? Same thing. I mean, well, Chamber of Commerce has... Because they uh, have a lot of events. It depends on the group and your industry groups as well. There's all, you know, I mean, there, there's there's definitely places you can go to find mentors. Um, the, the, the question is whether or not you're going to like SCORE is another great place. I mean, SCORE is uh, your small business development center. I mean, these are funded by the Small Business Administration and they provide retired executives and they mentor small businesses. They're, they're great. I mean, all these places are really, I've seen many success stories with all these different options. 
Um, but again, my only drawback to all those is that you are working with strangers. Yeah. Um, that might not be a drawback. That might be good. Somebody you don't even know who has no skin in the game. They come in here and they say, you stink at this. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> you should be doing better at that. And there's something to be said for that. So I have an idea. I want to have um, my friend Felicia Sullivan back on because she is a big mentor person. She has mentees. She's like had mentors. She and I think she could give our listeners some really good ideas on where to find mentors. And we will be right back with the word of the day, which is actually going to be my word today. Really? Two words. Oh, and it has something to do with this topic. So if you're looking for a mentor or even a mentee, I might have a good option for you. I'm ready. Are you looking for a great idea to start a new business? Well, Small Biz Ahead has 99 of them for you. Our new ebook, 99 New Small Business Ideas, is the first place you should look if you're interested in starting your business. You'll learn about everything from business service industries that could lead to lucrative freelance work, emerging industries such as solar panel installation and professional blogging, and even tech industries that could turn into the next big thing. Head on over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. Okay, we're back with Elizabeth's Word of Brilliance. This is exciting. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I have two words, <clears throat> Facebook groups. Facebook groups, okay. So we might have actually used this as a word before, but I think, I think so. it was probably more to market your business. If you are looking for like-minded business owners, mm. Facebook groups are a great a great way to go. I agree. I, am, I have a side hobby. I, I write a travel blog. And I joined, I was kind of feeling like really uninspired and I wasn't really that into it anymore. And on a whim, someone told me they had joined a Facebook group for a hobby they had and they were really bowled over by how much great info they got. So I looked up um, travel bloggers and I joined this group and mm. it has completely reinvigorated my interest in this hobby. That's I mean, why? It's been great. Like how so? Because it's just... It's other people doing something I love to do and sharing like how I and people are so open with how they do things and they get passionate about it too. They're I guess very right? passionate about it. So I did some research for Small Biz Ahead and I was looking into small business owner groups on mm. Facebook. Mm. And There's a lot. Some of them you have to pay to <clears throat> get into because yep. they're so good. Yep. And it's wonderful because people will ask the questions you were asking yep. before, like, I'm going to hire a salesperson. What kind of contract should I get? And everybody chimes her? in and participates. Yeah. yeah and, and by the way, I think the paid groups are a thousand times worth the yeah. money because now people, they got some skin in the game. Yeah. So if you're going to pay, Definitely. you're going to participate. Yeah. Even questions like, I have an employee who smells. What do I say yeah, to that person? Yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of a classic example of like a conversation you don't really want to have. <laughs> and unless you have a full-time HR person... Hmm kind of hard to fix something like that i like that how about linkedin groups i mean do you have a preference over that over facebook i've never tried linkedin groups because mm, they're excellent but we have found that most small business owners at least the ones reading small biz ahead are heavy facebook, facebook users. users yeah well there's yeah. 70 million small business pages on facebook so yeah. that doesn't surprise you but no linkedin groups um um i found them to be very good for a specific topic of interest so rather than just general small business if you're an engineer or if you're into marketing or if you're into you know you're an hr person there's very specific, you know, industry focused and topic and uh, focus groups on LinkedIn, which are really good. We'll be back in a couple days with our next episode. And this is about a topic that Gene really loves. How do you handle Netflix? <laughs> How do you handle a late paying client? Oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. 
For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.